0: And we are back, Devils on the Rush, Season 2, Episode 3. And hot off the press, the New Jersey Devils have acquired right winger Tyler Tofoli from the Calgary Flames for Igor Sharangovich and a third round pick. Wowzer, wowzer, wowzer. Alex instant reaction I mean this this news broke about a minute ago
1: yeah we were literally just sitting here we were gonna actually we were getting ready to podcast and then I got a text from someone who I can't mention that said the Devils were closing in on Tyler Toffoli so I'm like let's just sit here for a couple minutes and then before you know it James Nichols uh, reported it Elliot Friedman reported it and then it was official on the team's account Uh, third round pick uh, that they acquired in the Damon Severson trade I believe and then obviously Yegor Sharangovich, so good move for Calgary. Um they get a player back in return. Um yeah.
0: Quick stat attack real quick. We're just gonna hop into stat attack this week.
1: <laughs> yeah. Our um
0: Foley's two thousand twenty two, two thousand twenty three stat line. You buckled up there, Alex?
1: Yeah, I'm uh, I'm I'm good. Uh so he had thirty four goals. Oh, yeah. you're going to go for it? Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. You can That's go absurd. for it. I don't
0: care. <laughs> you got all the draft stuff later. So yeah. I need to bring it. Yeah, yeah, something yeah, to yeah. no, go, go for
1: it.
0: 82 games played, 34 goals, 39 assists, with a total of 73 points and a plus 16 on a subpar Calgary Flames team. Wow. I mean, we and 10 power play goals, 25 power play points. I mean, and he shoots right handed. What the Devils need. I mean, talk about what we had in Thomas Tatar and then triple it. I mean, this is insane.
1: Yeah. Um, there's no other way to put it. Um, I When I heard that the, the Flames were making him available for trade, I think that was what? Today's Tuesday, right? So at the end of last week, um, he instantly just popped in my mind as like the perfect fit for the Devils for what they need. Um, high-end finisher who's really good two ways. Um, he drives play. He's a right-handed shot. Um, he's going to fit somewhere in their top six now. Um, you can move just for Brad to the left side since he's a left-handed shot, so I wouldn't really get too worried about the whole right-handed, you know, left-handed kind of thing. Um, you know, I, I wrote in my article about the Folly that I thought the Devils were going to have to give up more than they did. Uh, I did say Sharon Govich would probably be interesting, uh, you know, uh, would interest the Flames. Uh but I thought that pick would have to be more. I thought they'd have to give up a first because Tefoli just came off a 30 plus goal season and 73 points. So only giving up the third is really good work by Fitzgerald. Um there's no other way now, to put it.
0: Now, now is this Fitzy taking advantage of a uh, a rookie GM?
1: I um yeah, I mean, you know, the, the veteran GMs, when they see these rookie GMs, they're all nice to them and stuff, like Friedman and Merrick said on a recent episode of 32 Thoughts. But when it comes down to it, is they really want to cut your throat open. Um, I wouldn't say Fitz cut Craig Conroy's throat open here because they still... Sharon Govich is a good player. so
0: And it's only one year term. Let's remind everyone, right, just yeah, one year exactly. term.
1: Um, I still think that's a bad return for the Flames. I think they should have gotten way more. When I said uh, that... The um, Devils would. I must think very
0: highly of Sharon Govich then.
1: Yeah, I mean he can score twenty to twenty five goals in the right situation. We've seen that from him before, Um, so I don't think. But Fitz
0: got more for Coleman.
1: Yeah, um, so I think that that's an interesting return for Calgary. But from the Devils' side of this, I mean, I love it. Um, There's really nothing to hate about this. They didn't give up. Sharon Govich was going to get dealt anyways because they just they didn't have a place for him. Um, and the nice thing about Toffoli is that he only has a cap hit of $4.25 million for this coming season, and his base salary is $3.5 million. So you add in what he gives on the ice, pl- coupled with his contract value, um, this is just a great pickup for the Devils. That's one of the reasons why I said Toffoli would be such a good fit for them, is because it allows them to sign Meyer and Brat, and then address some other needs while still having the cap flexibility to do those things. Um, so that's what you get when you trade someone, um, trade for someone with that kind of cap it. Um, you know, I'm not really too worried about the whole resigning him thing at this point. Um, you could kind of punt that down the road, um, but just focus on what he's going to bring to this team for next season. I mean, that devil's top six once they get Timo Meyer resigned. I mean, that's going to be something else.
0: You know, th- I mean, this probably just added an episode of content of just different power play units we can throw out there.
1: Yeah, I mean, Toffoli is really, really good on the power play. That's one of his strengths. Um, He's, at, he's like, I wouldn't call him an elite 5-on-5 five five scorer. He's pretty good at that game state, but he adds a lot of value at the power play, too. So, um, yeah, I mean, this is a great trade for Fitz. Yeah. Um, Called my shot on this one a little bit, too, so I'm proud of myself for that. Um, we'll you've see what happens. You've
0: been shots left and right lately.
1: Yeah, I've, uh, I'm having I mean, a good if if you're not
0: If you're not subscribed to Infernal Access, I don't know what you're doing because you've got Nostradamus over here just calling everything left and right around the New Jersey Devils.
1: Yeah, so I'm obviously really happy. No, forget about being right. I uh, just I'm just happy that the Devils made this move because it was such a no-brainer to me when I heard that they were making uh the Flames were making him available for trade. So, I mean, uh what a way to start off this podcast, but this is a really good really good deal for the Devils, especially since they only have to give up a third-round pick.
0: Yeah. And the other thing is is like he doesn't even have to be a top 6 forward. He could be a top 9 forward. You know, like he, well, yeah, you can- for sure.
1: It gives you versatility to kind of move the lineup around now. Like you could easily run Mercer, Bratt, and Toffoli on the right side, but you could also flip Brat to the left side on his, you know, left handed, um, you know, since he's a left handed shot and you'd still be fine there. So um, the Devils kind of need like a top six left winger too. So then you shift Bratt over there. Any, he, any, he he he's just... heavy.
0: He's a heavy player.
1: Yeah. I don't know. What's, uh, how big is Toffoli?
0: He's six foot 205, is what his official stats are. Yeah, but, see, you know, yeah. It, he's gonna definitely bring some some you know nice sandpaper you know to the to the top six too
1: yeah um yeah i mean that's i mean we pretty much covered it, it right off the top of my head right here What i can think of i mean this is a great addition and now you, you do have some other stuff to do um defensive depth and i even think maybe adding a bottom six forward if you can find the money for it uh might be on the to-do list uh, you know obviously this connor halibutk just kind of looming large there, but I, you know, I think that's a situation that um you kind of let the goalie market play itself out first and then you kind of revisit it in a week or two and see where everyone stands with goalies. Um There's so a
0: lot of names out there available.
1: For goaltending? Yeah. I mean, there's going to be, I I think there's just like a chance that the goalies could get squeezed out of certain situations because there's so many available. So We'll see what happens there, um, but for now, uh, I mean, this—you know—I'll probably try to get trade grades for this um, at some point later tonight if I can. Uh, I'm not sure I have the time, but I don't you want to
0: know. spoil your article. But uh, it sounds like it's getting an A.
1: Yeah, it's going to get an A, A minus at worst. So, uh, really good trade.
0: Yeah, Alex is like, yeah, I really should have just sent over a six-rounder. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, seriously. Uh,
0: okay, uh, some other team news that we can parlay into. We have the re-signing of Eric Howla, three years, 3.15, I believe. Um, yeah, uh Nice, tidy work by Fitz, done before the draft. Um, I mean, all signs pointed Hollow is coming back. He basically said as much in his exit interview. Um, I think this is a very team-friendly deal. Um, He did get the two years of full no-trade, which is kind of expected. If you're going to take a little bit of a team-friendly deal, uh, you'll you'll try and sweeten the deal other ways. And then it turns into a six-team no-trade deal um, in – the final year. And, uh, I think we all know what those six teams are. Uh, (laughs) yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, listen, I think it's a great piece of work by Fitz and, uh, hollow really proved his worth come the playoffs.
1: Yeah. I didn't love the third year, but after the season he had, it would have been hard to not give him the third year. And the cap hit is fine, especially if we're expecting it to rise, you know, in the next couple of years. Um, I think some people think it's going to get around $95 million salary cap ceiling, so shouldn't be an issue there. It was just kind of an easy one to bring him back. Um, you know, good defensive forward. can play left wing, center, anywhere in the middle six uh, if you need him to. Um, he had good chemistry with Jack. Um, good penalty killer, good on face-offs, good veteran voice in the locker room. There's just a lot of pros to bringing him back and really not a ton of cons, if any. So yeah, it's just based on what he said, uh, you know, clean out day and his exit interview, I didn't think he was going to end up playing anywhere else next season. It seemed like uh, pretty obvious that the two sides were going to agree to something eventually and, and they did. And now they have center depth and they have a little bit of wing depth as well, depending on where Lindy Roth wants to play him. So good signing. Uh, no complaints from me on this one for sure. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh- Completely agree. Now we can move on to the Blackwood trade. Uh, that got announced today for a six-rounder to San Jose. It seems like the lines are very open between uh, Greer and Fitzy. Um, this is the second trade they've done with the San Jose Sharks this year, albeit uh, the first one was a lot bigger. Um, but, hey, good piece of work by Fitz for trading someone. They weren't going to resign um, and just adding some draft. Uh, some draft draft depth uh sorry and uh, we all know what a six round pick could turn into
1: right just for Brett and then you know ourcendy gris was a fifth round pick so the devils do well in these but these late round picks um, I, the,
0: the European scouting department of the New Jersey Devils is second to none I mean yeah. it's unbelievable I mean even like picking up zetterland he was what uh fourth rounder
1: yeah third or fourth round I don't remember I mean the,
0: and I mean it, it's funny, though, because they just tend to not do so well in the earlier uh, draft <laughs> <Yeah>. picks. But <laughs> sorry, continue. What, uh, what are your thoughts on the Blackwood trade?
1: Yeah, so nothing really too significant here. Um, it was pretty obvious that the Devils weren't going to bring back Blackwood next year. So you kind of just kind of get whatever you can for him, even if it's a late round pick, which is what they did here. So, I mean, obviously now that the third round pick that they just dealt for Toffoli won't be in their cupboard, but they, would, I think that still gives them six picks overall in the draft um, now, since they have two six round picks um, and they do work in the late rounds too. And, you know, we're going to get into this in a little bit here, but they're still looking to trade maybe, you know, the negotiating rights, to a couple of more of their free agents. So you could always find a couple more picks here before July 1st rolls around. Um, we'll see what happens, but um yeah, I wish Blackwood well. Um, he, you know, health was really a problem for him the last two years; just couldn't stay healthy.
0: There was points where we thought he was going to be the number one for years to come. I mean, there was points in 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 the down seasons where his advanced analytics were off the fricking charts. Um, but it was such a roller coaster ride with him, um, albeit you know, lots of injuries but you know there were there were glimpses of like brilliance with him at points
1: yeah especially when the i think it was that 2019 20 season when they um you know before covid shut down everything he looked really good then um then you know they came back from the bubble and he got off to a good start in that covid shortened season but then he got covid and it' just kind of i'm not saying that was the reason why he never got it back together it was more physical like um you know injuries to his was it his lower body injuries he's had over the last couple of years that were really his undoing in New Jersey. So, um, yeah, it did look like he was going to be the goalie of the future. But, you know, with the emergence of Akira Schmid and Vitek Vanacek, you know, being a solid 1A uh, at this point, um, pretty obvious that he wasn't going to be back. So just get the six-round pick for him. You get something in return. I like that Fitz, you know, isn't just letting these guys walk if he can. He's trying to get... Uh, you know, some free agent, uh, he's trying to get some value for either, you know, just dumping and negotiating rights or getting- uh, Squeezing something.
0: everything out of that towel.
1: Yeah, exactly. Which is the right approach. I mean, you see sports organizations and, you know, other leagues do this all the time, but it doesn't really happen in the NHL that often. And Fitz is kind of taking a little bit more of a progressive, I guess, look or, yeah, I guess progressive- yeah, look towards it. So, um, yeah, and,
0: and sign and trade like he did the second one ever. And, you know, that's typically like an NBA thing. Fitz is really.
1: Yeah. And then look here the Kings do sign and trade with Dubois and Winnipeg. So,
0: exactly. You know what? Uh, we're going to hop to three stars of the week real quick. And we're just going to hop to the first star of the week, Tom Fitzgerald, crushing it.
1: Yeah, uh, first star, and then t- what? Can we already make Tyler Toffoli second star of the week, even though he's just been a devil for like ten minutes? I feel like we yeah. Did it. I mean,
0: look at the lock. I mean, we might have a an all star uh, hair crew coming into next season. Yeah, after he's that, got that. He's I got saw. that flow. Yeah, he does. And that flow, Jackie Boys got rocking at the NHL awards last night. That that was that was yeah. longer than usual.
1: Yeah. So you know they got that summer hockey flow.
0: Um. Unfortunately a flow that we might be losing this summer in a unrestricted free agent in Ryan Graves. Um, I haven't heard any reports, but possibly he could be involved in one of these Blackwood style trades.
1: Yeah, I think that's possible, especially when you look at the defense market and just how bad it is, especially since Damon Severson's not in it anymore. Um, there's Dimitri Orloff and a couple of other like, middle of the lineup to bottom of the lineup players that would be interesting um but i would you know graves is definitely one of the two or three best you know free agent defensemen at this point and um you would think he would have value to teams who are desperately in look desperately looking for defense but they don't want to get squeezed out of a crappy free agent market so i mean it's not impossible that they you know they trade him for at least negotiating rights i don't know about a sign and trade but maybe they get like a late round pick for his negotiating rights in the next couple of days i wouldn't rule that out i think a lot of teams would want to get ahead of the game to try to sign him um since he's a top four defenseman pretty much on yeah, pretty much most teams in the nhl
0: yeah um i I personally loved his game. I loved the size he brought. Um, I thought he was a workhorse. He played all facets except the power play. Um, he was a huge penalty killer for this season. I know there was points where you wanted to pull your hair out, but I think you have those points with all the players. Um, and uh, he logged some very difficult minutes for us, uh, especially with John Marino. They they went up against most top lines um, a lot of nights. So, you know, I thought Ryan Graves was great uh, from all accounts. He was great in the locker room. So, you know, au revoir to the Vampire King. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. Should we uh, – oh, I guess there was some news that broke a little bit before, yeah, Miles um, Wood. Yeah, Miles yeah. Wood. Uh, let's get into that. Uh, who reported? Yeah, it's I'll Elliot just Friedman. hand it off to you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Elliot Friedman reported that Miles Wood uh, is possibly up for trade for his trade rights because he will be an unrestricted free agent this summer uh, as yeah. of July 1. So uh, if Frege is reporting it, there's got to be some smoke around that.
1: Yeah, for sure. Uh, I think he said that they're either looking for negotiating rights or possible sign-in trade with Miles Wood. They're giving um, Miles in his camp permission to talk to teams to seek a potential sign-in trade. So, uh, you know, obviously he struggled this season. He, he didn't look like the same player he was before he had hip surgery. Um, but maybe, you know, it takes a year to get back in the swing of things. And he's the type of player that, you know, NHL GMs just love to have for playoff hockey in that bottom six so it wouldn't surprise me if he found some interest you know talking over uh talking to teams over the next few days Uh, you know a sign and trade would be interesting i don't know i mean obviously you're not going to sign Miles Woods to an eight-year deal i don't think um so would that sign and trade be something that looks like a four-year deal that it'd be interesting to see what comes out of that if anything does but yeah the, the devils are looking to to deal him if possible from at least based on what friedman tweeted
0: yeah, it'd be, I, listen, uh, there was points where I loved Miles Wood, right? Like, he was the leading goal scorer for this team three years ago,
1: I think it was. Uh, yeah, it was in the COVID shortened season. He was on pace for, like, 25 goals if it was a normal 82 games. Uh, schedule. Yeah,
0: unbelievable. Um, you know, there was – similar to Blackwood. Like, there was points where you're like, this guy is going to be awesome for us for a long time. You know, he's rambunctious. He likes to, you know, get physical. But then, you know, uh, unfortunately, injuries took him over, and here we are, right?
1: Yeah. um, The the hip injury, he clearly didn't look like the same player to me. I think he still was a fast player, but I didn't feel like he had the speed that he did before the hip surgery. And, you know, that's obviously not a – that's – you know, it's not difficult to say that because hip surgery for a player of his style, obviously, that would be a problem for him, so – um, yeah, it's unfortunate. I, I hope he finds a landing spot. You know, I could see the Islanders being a team that would be interested in him just because of Lou Lamarello Oh, yeah. Him. So, um, we'll see what happens there. But, um, yeah, I'm just kind of reading some of the, you know, Fitz reactions.
0: is getting flowers in the national media. Yeah. I'm just saying that
1: pretty funny people. Um,
0: people are waking up to Fitz. People yeah. are waking up to Fitz, dude.
1: Yeah. So we'll see what comes out of that
0: um all right should any other team news that we need to kind of touch on i mean that Uh, was a lot this was a lot more than i thought we were going to touch on yeah
1: yeah, we weren't participating the tofoli trade really until like the Fitz bomb
0: on a on a tuesday i love it Yeah.
1: so um yeah oh riley walsh the devil's traded into boston yes um, you know
0: yeah i was always a big fan of riley uh unfortunately only played one uh game with the big club um and, and just a log jam at that position at this point, which is crazy to think um, that the Devils have a log jam yeah. on defense. Um, I thought he was always a great player, highly touted out of college. Um, I always thought he would be, you know, power play two uh, at some point in his NHL career, but it doesn't look like it's going to be with the New Jersey Devils. And I think Fitz did him right, sent him back home, right, yeah. sent him to Boston. Um, you know, Boston's cash strapped. You know, he might get a chance there. Um, I wish him all the best.
1: Yeah, that's basically what I was going to say, too. He should get an opportunity to compete for a roster spot with the Bruins. And like you said, it's home for him. So it seems like they did right by him. Um, and you know, they get a minor leaguer who was a former first round pick in 2017 and Shane Bowers. So we'll see if they can kind of, it's a reclamation project for sure. We'll see if they can kind of get him going in Utica. But, uh, Yeah, I mean, that was a minor. There's anyone that's
0: going to get him going. It's Deneen, baby. He is a great AHL coach.
1: Yeah, I mean, we'll see. He's only 23 years old still, so we'll see if something they can make him something, at least for the Comets this coming season.
0: Yeah, yeah. All right, uh, should we move into a little bit of a draft preview?
1: Uh, Yeah, let's do it before they trade away some more picks here.
0: Seriously. So, uh everyone please check out Alex's articles on the He has put out two great draft previews more second round targets which will be our highest pick this year and then some more late round picks um uh, possible targets uh for the later rounds which Devils have feasted on in recent history. Um all right, let's uh, I'm just going to toss some names at you and listeners please i i don't do the draft stuff uh this is this is alex's so really just going to tee it up for alex to kind of give us thoughts here and uh and give us some possible names and uh and let's remind you he is nostradamus so i'm 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 hoping for like 50 50 on this on these two articles here
1: yeah, that would even that that would be. I'd take like maybe one player. Honestly, it's because it's such a crap. Well, I have one
0: from each article. One from okay, each yeah, article. Yeah, that,
1: that works. Yeah.
0: All right, all right. Hold this to it, guys. Uh, and I'm gonna butcher all these names. I uh, just I can't. I, I can't I'll correct read. you,
1: if, if anything.
0: Yeah. So the first one's easy. So well, no, the first name, but uh, last name. We uh, Alex Cerniak. Uh
1: oh yeah, Cherneck. Um Slovak Czernik. yeah, Slovak, Slovak, Slovak prospect. W- yeah. yeah, he's a yep. Slovak prospect playing in Sweden. Uh, pretty much, I think he grew up in Sweden, if I remember right. Um, smaller guy, I think he's about like 5'10", 180 pounds, if I remember off the top of my head. But good playmaker, good skater. Um, he's good in transition. It seems like the type of player the Devils could go after at the 58th overall pick if he's still there. Um, so we'll see. But, um, you know, the Slovaks got some good prospects again. He's not the only one. It's another good year for uh, Slova- uh, hockey from Slovakia. So one target for the 58th pick if he's still there it would not surprise me if he was off the board by then already Uh,
0: yeah uh bobby Mack has him at 75th craig button has him at 72nd dauber prospects has him at 39th and schmett scouting has him at 36th
1: yeah smart scouting it's like you know the boston accent
0: smart oh okay yeah you
1: see
0: i'm not so smart (laughs) Uh, (laughs) um (laughs) <laughs> uh yeah, I mean listen, let's give uh let's give Nemich a buddy.
1: Yeah, so um yeah, he could be a good one.
0: All right, let's move on to Aram Miniatian.
1: Oh, Aram Minetian. That one. Yeah. Yes, that one. <laughs> woodcliffe <laughs> uh, Woodcliff Lake, New Jersey native who attended Bergen Catholic for a couple of years. Um
0: well, Nope.
1: Yeah, I know. I'm, I'm, I'm on. We got a Bergen Catholic alum and a Don Bosco alum on this podcast here. So um, I'm just yeah. going
0: to hit next on this one.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Before he hits next, quick, uh, good skater, puck moving defenseman who played forward when he was a, uh, at Bergen Catholic uh, for a little bit. So he's got good offensive instincts. Uh, would be good story. I uh, just don't know. The Devils, I think, more of a need for them would be getting a forward. Um, Instead of a, a defenseman with that pick. But if he's there, he could be a best player available type of situation. It would make for a cool story since he grew up a Devils fan and wore number 17 because he liked Ilya Kobolchuk. It'd make for an awful story. Because he's a Bergen Catholic alum. Yeah. Yeah, I figured. <laughs> <laughs> Giving me that look right here.
0: <laughs> I saw you sneak this one in. You couldn't get a Bosco guy in here?
1: Uh not there are no Bosco guys that I know of in the draft this year, so next year. Next year, coming.
0: maybe. Uh Noah Dower Nilsson. Yeah um center, six foot, one hundred and eighty three pounds. What do you think about this guy?
1: Uh I don't remember off the top of my head. Oh, he's a good playmaker, yeah, I remember. Uh the issue with him, I think is his skating. Um Yeah, I think there was some concerns about it because if you look at his production in Sweden it's kind of outrageous I think he had like 54 points in 37 games in the J20 national this year so
0: as u 20 team Fro-Lunda.
1: yeah yeah Folunda is one of the best programs in the SHL they turn out I mean Lucas Raymond was a full Fro- product they always turn out good Swedish players so um yeah he would be interesting I think you know with how the devils want to play though they might be concerned with that skating but it's hard to deny the production at this point
0: yeah, I remember another player we got from the Swedish league that had outrageous production.
1: Uh, was it Jesper Brett? Oh, Alex Holtz. Holtz.
0: Oh, Holtz, Boquist.
1: Oh, Boquist, Bo- right. Yeah, well, Boquist is in his post draft year. He got good. So, but uh, yeah, this is a little different.
0: Okay, okay. Let's move on to Nico Majatovic.
1: Yeah, he's a big rangy um, forward from the Western Hockey League. I forget what team off the top of my head. Um, but he's good. Can play center. Yeah, the Thunderbirds. Th- That's what I thought, but I wasn't 100% sure. Um, he had 30 goals and 61 points this season. A uh, good skater for someone his size. Um, good playmaker, too. Um, yeah, I think if the Devils want to add a little more size uh, up front, he would be someone that they could target with that pick. So, uh, wouldn't surprise me if he's on their board. And I think there's probably a pretty good chance he'll be there at 58th overall, but um, we'll see what happens on Thursday.
0: Yeah, and we'd add another Nico to the program.
1: That's what I th- I think I opened the, his thing up. We have two Nikos, so why not add a third? So, yeah, get all I'm the Nikos, to- get all the Yegors.
0: I'm not trying to reinvent the wheel
1: here, Alex. <laughs>
0: Uh, Bob McKenzie has him at 56. Craig Button at 44th. Flow Hockey, Chris Peters at 49th. And Smott scouting at 65th. Listen, I'm all about adding size, adding big, big bodies up front. I mean, listen, Jordan Stahl is is almost a negative on offense at this point. But what he did to Jack Hughes in that playoff series is – is what you need a big forward to do uh, and shut down defensively. And, um, you know, it would, I wouldn't mind having some size up the middle here yeah, to, and to he, counterbalance what we have.
1: Yeah, and he can probably play the wing in the NHL too. He's probably projects as more of a middle of the lineup player, just given his makeup. So, you know, to have that kind of depth, um, you never know who the third-cent line center is going to be when Eric Hall comes time. Well, the devil's come is, comes to a close too, so he could be, you know, kind of a successor in that uh sense.
0: Yeah, exactly. So um, you know, I'm all for it. I like this one.
1: Nice. Right. I see there's your guy, I think, right there. That's
0: my guy. That's that's they're gonna pick him, I'm telling you.
1: I wouldn't surprise me at all.
0: Felix Nilsson, another Nilsson. Uh center slash wing, six foot, hundred eighty pounds. Bobby Mack has him at 54th daily face-off at 75th dauber prospects at 47th and smart scouting at 71st (laughs) um out of sweden um he played on rogel yeah that's correct. and yep uh looks like he had 20 goals 41 points in 36 games why don't you tell us a little about his game there alex
1: yeah um I think he's, he played also in the SHL. If I'm not mistaken, he got like a good look with Rogel's senior team, um, but didn't really produce there. Um, he did. Think,
0: he played 18 games for him. Good chap.
1: Yeah, so um, that's always a plus, even though you don't score. I mean, if Rogel think he was good enough to play in their senior team for a little bit, that means they must like where he's at in his development right now. I think a lot of these uh, the Swedes, at least, that I included on this list are more playmaker-type Forwards, but they have that versatility. I think you said he's a left wing and center, right? So, yeah, um, yeah. I mean, he's. I, yeah, I would think he's a good pick there. But I honestly, I've written about so many prospects the last two days that I don't remember him off the top of my head. I should really pull this article up. I'm the one who wrote it.
0: Yeah, I mean, honestly, it's got lots of information that have made my life very easy. um all right let's let's go down the list a little bit here how about lenny oh sugar Uh, there we go that one yeah
1: i do remember him um quite well he is pretty interesting because he played for assat's senior team in finland pretty much the whole season and he put up 21 points in 51 games or 52 games something like that and Uh, That's impressive for someone who's 17 years old in the the Liga, which is a pretty good pro league. Um, I think he'll be there. Um, I think the kind of the issue with him is, um, you know, he can score, at least from the looks of it, he's got scoring potential, but he needs to add some quickness and explosiveness to his game because he's kind of lacking in pace at this point. Um, But he can move the puck efficiently in transition, uh, and it looks like he has scoring upside. It would not surprise me at all if the devil's took him at 58 if if he's there
0: if he's there is this a player that if the devils have the opportunity and could put a package together they would trade up into this you know higher in the second round to go get
1: if yeah i don't think so um because i mean his rankings are let me see i pull just scroll down quickly uh yeah i mean no i don't think so i think if he's there you you take him because that'd be a reasonable pick. But I think if we're going to talk about the next player, uh, Kane Zimmer, that would be someone you could consider trading up for because he had outrageous season in the WHL. Uh, he had eighty nine points in sixty eight games, um, and he's got good size at six foot one hundred ninety four pounds. Um, uh, Ahmi Naho, I think you just pick. You know, if he's there, you pick him.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay, so let's get into this. Kane Zimmer, yeah, uh, six foot. 195, so he's a big boy. At least he's got some size to him. Elite Prospects has him at 40th. Bobby Margarita has him at 42nd. Craig the Button has him at 32nd. Flow Hockey slash Chris Peters at 50th. And Smart Scouting does not like him at 75th.
1: Yeah, so I found some highlights of his game on YouTube, and I really liked what I saw from him. Um, He's a really good shooter. Um, uh, he's got a good one timer, and he's got a good wrist shot. I um, saw something that I noticed from him too is he's pretty good at redirecting shots for goals, um, and yeah, I think he converts on his chances more often than not. Um, this is a situation where I'd actually be really surprised if he was there at fifty eighth, but I did see some variance in his ranking, so I figured I'd you know include him. Um, but he would be a really good pick at fifty eight. I think if he's there. It'd be hard to say. It'd be hard to find anyone else who'd be the best player available in that situation. If Zimmer is there, Um, I guess you never know who drops. uh, You know, teams' draft boards are always a lot different than the what's out there publicly. But uh, yeah, I mean, if he's there at fifty-eight, you get someone who has top-six potential for sure.
0: And you would trade up for him?
1: Uh, It depends what you'd have to give up, but I, I would consider it. Yeah, he's he's really good.
0: man players like this get me excited players like this get me excited um anyone else that you want to highlight from this uh article or should we hop into the uh, later later round picks
1: yeah we can hop into the later round picks and i included so many players in that later round pick thing that we should only just like touch on a few of them or we're gonna be here till like 10 p.m so
0: yeah let's not be here till 10 p.m um yeah. <laughs> let's uh let's get into it why don't, why don't you kick us off then
1: yeah, so I did his draft profile um and he was a player that I really really liked when I was doing his draft pro- profile and that's um Andre Lashko, who played in the Quebec Junior Major Hockey League this season. He was the Chicoutimi Janine's, um leading scorer um with 70 points in 68 games, I believe. Um a lot of skill um Good playmaker. He's a bit of a perimeter player, but uh, you know, if he gets as he adds more strength to his frame and he gets more comfortable getting to high danger areas, uh, I think it's a player that could really be uh, a useful middle of the lineup type player. Um, his rankings are a little bit all over the place, but could see him go somewhere in the third to fourth round. Um, I think he's one of the better um, mid round players that are available this year, um, and I could see. Devils, you know being interested in him
0: okay fantastic now um is there any goalies on your radar that have caught your eye that you think they might take a stab at in later rounds
1: yeah so the one goalie and you know you shouldn't really base your evaluation on a player just on world juniors but he had a tremendous world juniors for the czech Republic or chechia as they say now uh, Thomas Tomasz Suhanik, Um He had like a nine thirty four save. Czechs have been save.
0: pumping out goalies. The Czechs yeah. have been pumping out goalies lately.
1: Yeah, even they're just overall in hockey, they seem to be churning out some more NHLs these days too. So that's always a good thing to see. Um, but yeah, he had a really good uh, World Juniors for Czech. He had, I think nine thirty four save percentage. And even with the tri city Americans in the WHL, he had a really good season, a 9 12 save percentage. He is twenty years old, so he's a double overager. So there's always a little bit of concern there. But um I if you haven't taken a goalie at by the fifth round or something and he's still there, it's probably worth a gamble.
0: Yeah, okay. Yeah, I mean that's what they seem to have done. I mean, who's is can you remember the last pick the Devils did like that was a high round pick for a goalie?
1: Um, I mean, I think the highest pick they used a goalie right? was Mackenzie his... Blackwood. He was yeah, he was a second round in 2015, and then after that would have probably been Nico Dawes. I think he was a third round pick in uh 2020 or whenever they took him. So,
0: and then, but consistently though, they seem to take. They just roll the dice with goalies and late round picks. It just yeah. seems to be a strategy of this uh, this this front office.
1: Yeah, Tyler Brennan, Jakob Malek, um, you know all I think fourth round picks, a uh, Cole Brady fourth or fifth round pick too, if I remember right. So yeah, I, I mean, they still got a bunch of mid round picks. I'd be surprised if they didn't at least use, they didn't use one of them on a goalie
0: like two of Marty's sons.
1: Yeah. Right. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um All right. Anything else we want to touch on? I mean, we've covered a lot here. We've, we've bro- broken down breaking news, uh team news, Draft analytics from your boy Alejandro at the Hockey Writers and Infernal Access. I mean, for an off-season pod, I think we covered a lot.
1: Yeah, and, you know, we got – I mean, the Tyler Toffoli trade broke as soon as we started this podcast too. Should, we, should we
0: refresh Twitter one more time just to make sure that uh, no more breaking news here?
1: Yeah, no, I've just looked at it before. Um, and I didn't see anything Devils related, so looking on TweetDeck right now. Um you know, the thing is Tyler Foley right now. So, um, yeah, I think that's it for now. But there's definitely more moves coming over the next few days, that's for sure.
0: Devil's Twitter. What the hell do we do with Holtz? Because he'd have to be bottom six.
1: Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, that's... We'll, that's a, You deal with that problem when you need to deal with it. But for now, you know, just enjoy Tyler Toffoli. Well, they'll take care of that when camp rolls around.
0: Yeah, seriously. Um All right. Well, hopefully by the next pod, we have a re-signed Timo Meyer. Maybe some more clarity on the remaining RFAs, McLeod, and Boquist, Ball. Um, And we'll have a couple new names to add to the roster after Wednesday and Thursday. Yep. Actually, not Wednesday because we don't have a pick, but Thursday. Right, yeah, that's true. Well, maybe we will, but I I doubt it.
1: Yeah, probably unlikely
0: unlikely at this point um all right well thanks all for joining in oh do we want to touch on the nhl awards a little bit
1: i didn't even watch them so if you want to touch on them a little bit i just think they should do them as like a public release at this point like a press release and just i did and
0: I, i don't know i it's another night for the nhl to gobble up uh you know some some revenue but uh Listen, uh, I think it was a great night for the Devils. They all finished second, uh, which is kind of wild. So kudos to Nico, Lindy, and Jack. Jack had some funny spots um, in some interviews. Um, Didn't really see Nico get interviewed that much or Lindy. But um, listen, I, I know it's not every NHL's fan's favorite thing they do, but kudos to them for putting it on.
1: Yeah, I was really hoping Lindy would get the Jack Adams, but I think after the season that Jim Montgomery had regular season that Jim Montgomery had with the Bruins, it was going to be a tough tough one for Lindy to win.
0: Yeah, and, and Monty's speech after was That was
1: uh... yeah, that was very very moving.
0: Yeah, so that that was nice. Um, listen, Nico never ever sh- never had a shot against Patrice. I mean, that no. was just
1: especially if it's Patrice's last season too. There's no chance.
0: Exactly. So you know, Nico will win that award one day. Um, but I my bold prediction was that he was going to be a finalist, and uh, he came in second. So
1: yeah, yeah, that, that worked out pretty well.
0: Yeah. So I'm not. You're not the only one calling shots here. <laughs> <right>? <laughs> all right that's uh, that's a wrap on season two episode three thanks everyone and let's go devils
1: let's go devils